a secret, and I know, you know, if you look around, the love for God has died. People don't have a love for God. Let's just say it as it is. The love for the Lord has died away. If it's payday, people don't go to church. Uh, it's ridiculous to hear people being sick and not going to church. And back then, they brought people to Jesus and He healed them all. Alright, so if you're sick, we, we can appreciate that. But we appreciate that there's a name above every other name. A name greater than flu and swine flu and fark grip. And bring the fark ons bit die grip weg. <laughs> if you believe it, say hallelujah. Alright. <laughs> oh, yeah, gaat slak kry. Nummer kerkraad. <laughs> Dank die Heere, die kerkraad, die is die vader, die sien en die heilige geest. We're not in tradition. This is no, nothing man-made in this place. All right. Hallelujah! But I want to speak to you about the character of God this morning. And I want you to write some stuff down. One thing that I can assure you of is God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same Jesus that spoke 2,000 years ago is the same today. People change. People change. Jesus never changes. Situation changes. Jesus never changes. So the character of God, if I serve the Lord, eventually my character must match up with his character. If people look at me, they must see the Lord. Come on. If people look at me, and I've said this last Sunday, I'm going to say this again. The church world is sick and tired of 20 minutes of nothing. We don't want to hear a good message. We want to hear a message that sets people free by the power of God. We need men and women of God that will declare the word and God will establish it. And this is why if I look at the, the prophet Elijah, God backed up everything that that man said. Because Elijah was a man of the God's own heart. And Elijah had a relationship with the king of glory. Now, I want to read you a portion of scripture that I didn't thought of, but you know, it's coming to my spirit now. I want to read it to you. Is that fine? I'm going to do it in any case. In Luke 9, the Bible says, Jesus says that no one that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service or is fit for the kingdom of God. When you start out serving the Lord with all of your might and then the offense sneaks into your heart, do you know what's happening? You're being part of the falling away. So the Lord says you're not part of the remnant. You're not suited for the kingdom of God. Is that the ouch? Time for playing church is over. Jesus Christ is not coming. He's here. Now, let me quickly explain to you. The here is not the video on social media that the Jesus walking in the streets with crocs and dancing with the people. That's not what I'm talking about. People say, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Lift up thy eyes and see that your redemption has drawn near. He's here. So time for playing church is long gone. If you believe that, say amen. amen. So I'm speaking to the righteous people right now. Born again, spirit-filled, people that love God. Come on, people that's called according to his purposes. People that's sold out. Okay, I see a couple of them here. People that set aside for the use of the master. People who believe. Come on, people who believe. If you believe. People that believe. There we go. People that believe the word of God cannot come back void. You know, so many, so many guys come to church without their wives. And so many wives come to church without their husbands. Because the husband's not a believer. But I want to tell you this right now. I hear, hear this right now from the man of God himself. That God will bless you in the midst of your enemies, in the midst of your turmoil, in the midst of your storm. It doesn't matter where you are going. God will locate you in the desert and he will, he will catch you in the valley and he will get you on the mountain, but he will take care of you. So in the season we are living in, it's not a secret to know that the church, or not the church, the world, the economy world is falling apart. Famine is striking 
nations. People are dying of hunger. Look at the nation of South Africa. The, we had our stats about all the jobless people, people that don't get jobs. Our own very president says it's not going to get better, it's going to get worse. People will lose more jobs and more jobs. So if you think that your job is going to be your security, you are missing the whole plot. Your job will not be able to take care of you. Your boss will not be able to take care of you. Your investments will not be able to take care of you. The investments can fall tomorrow. All of your security can be stripped of you in an instance. And what will you do? What will you do? Your job can close tomorrow. Your business can fail today. What will you do? This is why I want to come and speak to you about the character of God. And I'm going to read a long portion of scripture and then I'm going to preach to you. Is that fine? And again, I'm preaching to the real people in this place that's born again, spirit-filled, you love God with all of your heart. This word is not just for me and my house. This word, I declare this in the name of Jesus, will go to you and your house. I declare that this word will bear fruit, not next week, not this month, but instantly, 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 there will be a shift in your spirit, and you will know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Come on, I declare this to you. This word shall shall carry your children's future in Jesus' name. You better hear me, saints, and hear my words, saints of God. You better hear me. The Bible says, I know what I have planned for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. Not plans to harm you, not plans to humiliate you, plans to prosper you. You better tell your children, whether you want to know this or not, you are blessed beyond the curse. Come on, you tell your, you tell your wife, you tell your husband, listen, we have a future. For God has got my back. I want you to turn to the person that you tolerate, high five that person and say, God has got my back. One more time. Come on, do it again. Now, I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. And I'm going to start to read there. After I'm reading, I'm going to ask you to put back the scripture from the beginning. And Elijah, the, the despite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Just pause there quickly. Just go back. By the way, this is a prophet prophesying there's going to be drought. Now, that's not a word that you want to hear from a prophet. You want to hear God's going to bless you. And there's multiplication coming. But this prophet is saying, hang on. There's going to be such a famine on this world. And what the prophet realizes is the word that he releases it is also affecting himself. The prophet doesn't say it's going to come to you as he says, everywhere. There's going to be famine. Famine is going to strike. So imagine this. Come on, imagine I tell you, hey, this morning God says famine is coming to your house. Are you going to be excited about that? No, don't prophesy that. Tell me how much God loves me. Tell me how much he's going to bless me. Amen. But here's the prophet. He says, this is what God says. And he says, the, the rain will not come unless I release it. Okay, let's go on and then I'm going to explain later. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here, turn eastward and hide by the brook Sheriff, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook and I have commanded, I, the Lord, your God, the Jehovah Jireh, the Jehovah Tsikuni, the Jehovah Rofeka, the Jehovah Jireh, come on, El Shaddai, El Elyon, the God of plenty, the all-sufficient one, has commanded the ravens there to feed you. Woo! Amen! So he went and he did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Sheriff, which flows into the Jordan. 
The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread in the meat in the evening. By the way, I call that a hamburger. <laughs> and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Seraphoth, which belongs to Stephen, and dwell there. See, I, the Lord your God, the Jehovah Jireh, the Jehovah Tikkuni, come on, the Jehovah Shalom, the Lord your banner, the Lord your protector, the name which is above every other name. Come on, the High One, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley, the Rock of Ages. Come on, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I, the Lord your God, who goes before you who fights for you who says be still and know that i am god the lord your god who heals you who takes away all your sin all your disease the one who will make the crooked path straight come on the one that will raise the dead cleanse the lepers open the eyes of the blind cleanse come on i have commanded Woo! i have commanded a widow day to provide for you That's it. Thank you for being here today. I'm excited. This word has gotten me. It has gripped my spirit. His word cannot come back void. If God, my God, if His word is alive, close your Bibles, go home, and take it. It's yours. So he rose. He went to Zerubbabel, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, you know what that word means? Indeed, God has not lied. Indeed, it was surely as he said it. Indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and he said, Please, bring me a little water in a cup that I might drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and he said, Please, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little bit of oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as I have said, make, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who cannot lie, the one whose word will never come back void, the one who's the same yesterday, today and forever. For thus says the precious one, for thus says the righteous one, the bin of flour shall not be used up. I'm prophesying this, by the way. Nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her whole household. Now, pause there. And she and he, Elijah, and her whole household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which was spoken by Elijah. Now, are you ready? My God, that's power. That, that scripture is power. Let's go back to verse 1. Say this to your neighbor, that verse is power. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this free of charge. Write this down on somebody's forehead. God provides for his own. I want to say that again until it, it's truth to your spirit. God provides for his own. Say this with me. God provides for his own. Say this again. God provides for his own. One more time. God provides for his own. Now what I'm teaching you today is going to manifest. The Bible says God 
will back up his word with signs following. So God will back up what I'm preaching this day. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? So here's the prophet of God coming to this world and he says, listen, there's going to be a drought on the earth. It's not a good prophecy. I know it's hurting you. I know it's not something that you want to hear. But God told me to tell you there's a, there's a, a drought coming. Now, a lot of people sit in church they don't even know the drought is coming. You know what, Eli, what, what Noah did? Noah, when God said to Noah, build an ark, Noah wasn't, he, he didn't understand rain. He never saw the rain. The Bible says it didn't rain on earth. So imagine God telling Noah, I want you to build an ark for me because rain is coming. And, and Noah had no clue what is rain. So Noah didn't build the ark when it was raining. Noah built the ark when it was sunny out. Noah built something that will keep him in time of, or he built something in a time of calm that will keep him in a time of storm. <laughs> a lot of people build when the storm is out. And this is what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches us to apply wisdom. Build it in the time of calm, so when the storm is coming, you are covered. Is somebody listening to me in this place? And what kept him? The ark kept him. So here, God gives another word, prepare. There's a drought coming. So this, this prophet knows that the prophecy that he releases will also affect him, because he's also just a man. It will also affect him. But here's God saying to him the following. He says, I've got a place, and I've got a plan. I have commanded now I want you to read this again. Elijah, the teachment of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord your God lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word. Just go on to the next verse. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, go on. Get away from here, turn eastward. Did you hear what God says? God gave him something to do. Say obedience. Say this again, obedience. Alright, now hear me. Here's God saying, listen, I have commanded the ravens. You don't understand. You have to know what a raven is. A raven is not a, a bird that shares meat. He's a thief. He's a selfish animal. A raven, if you look at an eagle, an eagle fly far above the wind. He's higher than the wind. He's higher than the storm. Wave at me if you know me. No, wave at me if you know me. I'm just checking. I, can, I could have said anything and you would have waved. They were awake. So... The scripture says, if you think about a raven, a raven prays from the ground. A raven spends more time on the ground praying. Now, you better hear me. Here's God saying, I'm going to use a selfish animal. And by the way, this is not a story. This wasn't just a nice story for you to tell your children. This is facts. If you don't believe this, you don't believe in a, in a God, our provider. I'm teaching you this morning about Jehovah Jireh. And I'm going to teach you this morning about El Shaddai. Because Jehovah Jireh is a place. Well, El Shaddai is a person. I'm getting there. Ooh, I'm getting there. So here's God saying, I'm going to use scavengers, self and a selfish animal that will feed you. And the, the, now I want you to hear me. Open your ears. Look at me. Don't, don't miss what I'm saying now. The Bible says, if you think about a raven, a raven is easy to bring meat because that's what they feed on. They feed on meat. So maybe there was a roadkill or a camel ran over a porcupine. I don't know. And, and here's the, the ravens picking up the meat, and it brings it to Elijah. But the Bible doesn't say they just brought meat. They brought bread. Where did they get the bread from? So God even supplied the bread. But now this animal is not dumb. He's not stupid. He knows Elijah has got water. Because the Bible says where Elijah is, there's water running. So there's a brook providing for Elijah. Say brook. So the scavengers or this, these ravens, 
picked up the meat, picked up the bread. The Bible says morning. It means God supplied him of breakfast. He had brunch. He had dinner. And he had water. So what was happening is, and this is how the whole cycle in the kingdom comes. The ravens brought the meat. They brought the bread. And then what they did was they collected water from Elijah. Here's the key. In my meeting the needs of others, my own need will also be met. I'm going to say this again. The ravens came to Elijah because they knew if I bring him bread and meat, I'm going to get some water. They're not, they're, they're clever. So in other words, the raven knew in my, meet, in my meeting the needs of others, my own need will also be met. I'm going to teach you this morning about provision. Is that fine? In the midst of turmoil. Now, I want to ask the honest people who needs a financial breakthrough. If you need a huge financial breakthrough, you better have two hands up. If you need a huge, huge breakthrough, you better put your feet up. If you need a huge, 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 huge one, borrow somebody's arms and say, this is me, Lord. This is me, Lord. Then I'm in the right place. Go, I said, I'm in the right place. So the ravens are not animals that feed people. They selfish people. Now, you better pick up some prophecy in this house right now. You see, God will use the selfish to bless you. Oh, you didn't hear me. You will walk into places. I'm speaking to the redeemed, the spiritful, those who love God, who's faithful to the end. You've been serving God with all of your heart and all of your might. You will start to walk into places. People that don't even like you will give you favor just because you are the blessed of the Lord. Is somebody listening to me in this place? The selfish, God will use the selfish to bless you. Come on, God will use the wicked of this world to come to you and say, it seems that I just need to bless you. Come on, I feel like prophesying in this house. I declare this, that your name and your face will come up in people's dreams tonight. And God will say, you have to bless. Listen, I don't know if you believe this or not, but the ravens are coming to your house. In the name of Jesus. Imagine this ridiculous unusual miracle I have to go on God will use unusual ways to bless you unusual ways to bless you my God it will come through the scavengers it will come through those who are stealing this is why I want to say this to you whether you want to take this I know people in this block want to take this this morning if Satan stole from you he must repay sevenfold today if Satan stole your joy he must repay sevenfold come on if Satan stole your life he must repay sevenfold come on I see a bunch of people being repaid in Jesus name hallelujah he will feed you bread he will feed you meat my God is coming to your house. Me and my house is blessed. Shout it. Me and my house. We are blessed. I like what Elijah did. He wasn't showing. He, he didn't shake. When he said, my God is coming a famine. I don't know what we're going to do. God says, the Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai. Please read my lips. His name is not El Get By. His name is not El Chipo. His name is El Shaddai. The God of plenty, the all-sufficient ones. Listen, my, my dad might not be Prince Harry. My dad might not be Prince Charles. But my dad is the King of Kings. And he's the Lord of Lords. 
and the Bible says to him belong all the cattle on a thousand hill, all the gold and all the silver is mine, says the Lord. If you believe it, put those hands together and give him praise in this place. Hallelujah. God supplies. Say this to me. God supplies in unexpected ways. God will supply in unusual ways. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm stirring your faith. I declare this to you. I'm stirring your faith. This week, unusual breakthroughs will come. Unusual miracles will come. Unusual. The, you, do you know what? The way you planned it out, what you've written down, how God is going to do it, He's not going to do it that way. He's going to do it in an unusual way. He's going to do it in a ridiculous way. The world's going to say, can this be? Yes, it can. For He will confirm His word with signs following. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm, I'm prophesying this. You better get ready for ridiculous breakthroughs. You better get ready for ridiculous turnarounds. You better get ready for a ridiculous turnaround. You better get ready for a ridiculous turnaround. Unusual, crazy ways. You know, God is not looking for the easiest one. He's looking for the, the dry bones. Because the drier the bones, the greater the miracles. Come on, the, the more your situation stinks. This is when Jesus steps in. Maybe four days late, but perfect timing. Come on, that ravens, in Jesus' name, to come in the name of Jesus. You know, even the ravens obey. And people don't listen to God. Think about this. This is, this is facts. The Bible says the ravens obeyed God. God commanded the ravens. And the ravens stood in attention. Yes, Lord. Did you know the ravens wasn't late, not one day? The Bible says every morning there was meat. Every morning there was bread, like a hamburger. In the afternoon, meat, bread. In the evening, meat and bread. And God supplied everything. Every day there was roadkill. <laughs> yeah, maybe a crocodile or something like that. Roadkill, man. Did you notice Elijah didn't say, oh, you're off here, Kentucky. Thank you, Jesus. You supply. Hallelujah. He didn't complain. Where's the mustard? There's no tomato sauce. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. He just knew that God provided my every need. Amen. And when he was thirsty, there was a brook. The reason why God said to Elijah, go to that brook, because God knew that was the only brook still supplying. This is why obedience unlocks prosperity. Obedience unlocks the provision of God. This is why God says, listen to me. I want, don't want you to start. I want you to go there. And there I have commanded the ravens to come and feed you. I want to say this again. It sounds so nice. That God will use the selfish to bless you. God will use the money of the world to bless you. You know, we, in, in the month of November, we're going to go to the Philippines. To preach in the Philippines. It costs us 100,000 rand to win souls there for three days. To win, a, 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 we're going to win thousands, I believe, with all my heart. And I said to the Lord, 100,000, because we have to pay everything. You pay your flight, you pay the, the place that you rent for all the souls to come. You pay, you, you pay for the advertising. So I said to the church, I don't want Christians there. We don't want to get Christians saved. We want to get the non-believers saved in, in, in the nation of the Philippines with signs following. So I said to the Lord, so Lord, where does 100,000 come from? And I believe with all my heart, the ravens, flap, flap. 
Ek weet nie hoe my rijwe maakie, kwik, Poef. You're so worried looking at the ground for provision. Look up. Look up. The provision is there. Come on. High five your neighbor and say provision is there. Say with me, unexpected sources of supply. One more time. Unexpected. One more time. But because of favor on your life. Because of the favor on your life. The Bible says, Irvin, I want to high five you. The Bible says, God is ready to perform His word. When a word is spoken, God is ready to perform it. Say with me, God is ready to perform His word. I pray that you'll see it like I see it. When I say favor, bam, grab it. I'm favored. Lord, it's, it's, it's said. It's said. It's done. You can't lie. I'm the favored of the Lord. Doors are opening up super nasty this week. Oh, Lord, doors are opening up. It's opening up, Lord. I'm taking that door. It's for me and my house, Father. No longer will we quarrel. No longer will we stress. It's in your hands. Come on, it's in your hands. You promise that you are the great provider. Say with me, you're the great provider. Now, God took care of him because he did what God told him to do. God told him to do something. If God tells you to do something, and you obey, you respond to the something, that unlocks the more than enough. If Elijah didn't listen to God, he would have had been through the same thing, the same drought, but because he listened, he obeyed. This is the most powerful thing ever. If you want to know what God is saying next, or what to do next, the thing that you have to do is stay with the last word you received from God, and do not deviate from it. If God says, go to the brook, go to the brook. Don't go to the brook and say, okay, what's next? I, I don't hear him. I think I must go back. No, you stay and you do what God has told you the last time to do. The blessing is in the obedience. Say with me, the blessing is in the obedience. So God will give you a specific word when you do it. He blesses you. He opens up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing upon you in your house that there's not room enough to get supplied. Now, by the way, did you know that God provided in, for Jesus in that same way? You know, many people think about Jesus. I, I've said this at 8 o'clock. I want to say this again. If you have seen this on Facebook, this, this pastor that prayed Jesus down to earth. So this Jesus is now a white guy with a beard and with Jesus' clothes on and he's walking in trucks. And the church believes that he's Jesus. And they're jabulaing. Jesus is a church. Bunch of nuts. Free of charge. Let me hear you around the world. Jesus is not coming back in crocs. He's not coming back defeated. He's not coming back poor. He didn't leave poor. <laughs> He's not coming back poor. He's coming back in glory. In glory. By the way, you never have to convince me somebody is Jesus. There's only one. When you see him face to face, you will know this is the man. Oh, this is the son of God. This is the savior of the world. This is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. When you get to Jesus, nobody's going to say, hey, this is Jesus. You better bow. No, when you see the real Jesus, you're going to bow. This is the king. This is the king. If you believe it, jump to your feet and say, there's only one. There's only one. Hallelujah. There's only one. There's only one. Woo. Stop reading Google and read your Bible. Jesus wasn't poor.
when, you, when the scripture says in the book of Corinthians that he became poor so that we might become rich, you know what this means? It means he left his glory in heaven. Being the king of kings and the lord of lords in heaven. So that through his poverty you might become rich. If Jesus was so poor, why did he have people taking care of his money? He had a treasurer. Why do you have a treasurer if there's no money? Whew. The Bible says there was women ministering unto Jesus with their own possessions. He had more than enough. Let me just throw this out of, man, out of the park. Lord, we have to pay tax. I don't want you to go to the bank. I want you to go and fish. For my father is the king. There will be a gold coin in that fish's mouth. Go pay both our taxes. Do you think that the Lord looked at Jesus and said, the Father looked at Jesus and said, oh, he's, he's suffering shame. I'm teaching you a lesson. The reason why Judas stole of the money, or, or the reason why Judas sold Jesus out for, for the coins, you know why? He wanted to replace what he took. And he, they, they, he didn't knew, he, Judas didn't knew they are going to find Jesus. So this is why when they said, no, we have to bring us to him. He, he didn't knew, he, he, he maybe in his head he thought that Jesus is going to disappear behind, out of the crowds like he did previously. But I need the money to put back what I stole. You see, can I give you an example? There's a difference between Peter and Judas. Peter had a bad day. Judas had a bad heart. Peter, you restore. Judas, you ask politely to leave. Judas, you never have to kill Judas. Judas kills himself. I'm speaking to people that have been rejected. People that have been denied. Don't worry about the Judas. I feel like running it twice around this church. Oh, is there somebody with me in this place? There's something stirring up on the inside. Oh, it's just the Holy Ghost, the power. Some people are excited. Other people look at me like this. I think it's the Judas. Don't worry, we're not going to kill you yet. Get you free right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. So if you're, if you're in a position where you need something from God, you know what you need to do? You, say, you have to say, God, what do you want me to do? Because out of my obedience, I'm going to break the cycle of lack. Because obedience, un obedience unlocks the door for provision. Did you remember when Isaac went through the same thing through the famine? What did the Bible say? God said to him, don't leave. So in this nation. And the same year you will reap a hundredfold. Oh Lord, alright, so, so hear me now. There's a famine. You're not part of the famine. You're in this world, you're not of this world. When famine struck your neighbor's house, famine will not struck your house. When job loss comes in your company, it will not come near you. Only with your eyes will you see it. But it will not come near you. I declare it's illegal. Hey, hey, I declare it's illegal. You will be blessed beyond the curse. You'll move forward and not backwards. The fight is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. God wants you to trust Him and obey Him. And when you obey Him, will He not open up the windows of heaven? Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, meat and bread, water to drink. I like that. Burgers. It's my kind of meat. It's my kind of food. Alright? Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's Popeye's. What's that other one here? Maybe I think it's a Rockamama burger. Bang, here it comes. And, and, and Elijah was happy. Come, bring the Rockamamas on. Imagine not even paying for the water. The water is free of charge. God is just supplying every need. And so the Bible says, eventually the brook dried up. Now, did you see what the Bible says? Elijah ran frantically. Ah! 
Give me sleeping pills. Put me on antidepressants. I don't know what I'm going to do. Have you seen it? Have you seen he took a butter knife and tried to cut his wrists? Oh, bad me. Now, do you know what God says? Hey, even if the brook dried up, I am El Shaddai. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? I want you to get up from your pity party. I want you to get up from your own self. I want you to get off the offense that you're sitting on. And I want you to go because I have done something. As I have provided before, I will provide again. As I took care of you last month, I'll do it this month. As I took care of you last year, I'll do it again. I paid your rent last month, I'll pay it this month. Hallelujah. Because I am that I am. What would you do? Think for this for a second. God said to Abram, take your son, the one you love, sacrifice him. Go sacrifice him. They went to Mount Moria. Moria is the same as Golgotha. It's exactly the same thing. When, when, when Abraham got onto the mountain, Isaac asked him a profound question. He says, we have the fire, we have the wood, we've got the knife. Where will the sacrifice come from? And this is why the Bible says, and Abraham believed and it was accounted as righteousness unto him. Because Abraham said the following, he says, God will supply of himself a sacrifice. And as he looked up behind him, he saw a ram. Do you know what happened? Abraham saw Jesus being crucified in a vision on that mountain. This is why he believed and he was accounted as righteousness. What you don't understand, this was before Jesus came to earth. Under the law, nobody was righteous under the law except Christ redeemed him. Wave at me. Now the Bible says it's because you believe, because of righteousness. So if you think about this, when he said God will provide it, what Abraham was saying in the Hebrew language this place is Jehovah Jireh. I'm not going to, don't worry. That, and he, he knew that he's going to have to kill his son. Now, I said this before, for the sake of those who hasn't heard this, maybe for God, I'm going to say this again. Abraham knew my sacrifice must form part of my worship. Because when Abraham took his son, he said to his servants, we're going to go and worship. What did God tell him to do? Kill your son, sacrifice your son. What did Abraham say to the servants? We're going to go and worship. So Abraham knew that my sacrifice must form part of my worship. If my sacrifice doesn't form part of my worship, I will worship what I was supposed to sacrifice. So this, this is deep. So when God saw, God the Father saw Abraham taking his son to kill him, the love of the Father jumped up and a voice came out of heaven, Stop! Stop! Let me rather give my son. I would rather provide. Don't do it. I know now that you love God of all of your heart. Don't do it. And he says, this is called the place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. So provision is always a place. Say, say with me, provision is a place. It's called Jehovah Jireh. Come say with me, it's called Jehovah Jireh. It's the place where God will provide. So for Elijah, Jehovah Jireh was in the desert when the ravens came. So people ask you, what burger was it? It was wrapped in a Jehovah Jireh little bag. The new Jehovah Jireh's. Buy one, get one free. Buy one. <laughs> Believe and get three for free. Jehovah Jireh. And the logo is a little cross. Huh? I've given you an idea. 
franchise, Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> what do you get? You get a falafel? <laughs> Roadkill? Some bread? And just water? All right. Jehovah Jireh. But then God revealed himself. Every time you mention the name of God, Elohim, El Elyon, mighty God. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Tikuni, Jehovah Rofeka, Jehovah Rafa, Jehovah Shalom. Every time you have a name for him, it's a part of his character. So when you say he is Jehovah Jireh, what God is doing is showing his character for you. I'm a God that provides for you. If you say the Lord is the, the Jehovah Rapha, what he's saying is his character is to heal you. He's the Lord your healer. The, God will not give his name if he's not what he says he is. And name means everything. In the scripture, Jacob was called a deceiver and he wrestled with Jehovah and he said, you have to change my name. I no longer want to be deceiver. If you think about God's names, God's names is not liar. There's not the deceiver. He's always speaking about, I'm blessing you. I'm healing you. I'm redeeming you. I'm taking care of you. Now, do you know what happened? When Elijah heard and he saw that the brook dried up, there was no turmoil. He didn't call the chummy. He didn't run to the phone. He ran to the throne. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And here's Jehovah. He said, hey, I've got a plan for you. I have commanded a widow. To take care of you. What many people think, many people think that when the ravens stop, that the provision has stopped. The provision did not stop. The vehicle that brought the miracle just changed. If God tells you to bless and you don't bless, God's not going to say, okay, I wanted to bless him. Okay, God says, bless me. And you don't bless me. God's not going to say, I wanted to bless Vessel, but oh, unfortunately, this is not listening. I can't bless you. No, God is saying, hang on. I'm just changing the vehicle. Irvin, I want you to bless. All right, Lord. And Irvin doesn't do it. God's not going to say, oh, shame, Vessel, I tried twice. No, he's going to find a man that says, here I am, Lord, send me. If you believe that, high five your neighbor and say, provision is coming to your house. Are you excited about this? Come on, if you're excited about it, I want you to jump to your feet. I want a keyboard player here. Come on, somebody on the drums for me quickly. Come on. Come on. By the end of this day, you're going to say, look what the Lord has done. Come on, look what the Lord has done. I might have been down and out for a season, but I'm up and about in the next. Take your seat just for a second. So what happened now is the provision didn't stop. By the way, heaven has never got turmoil. The Bible, the Bible doesn't say, well, heaven is running out of bread and it's running out of food. Can I just throw this in? Some of your loved ones that have been with the Lord, they're with the Lord now. If you don't know that the Bible says they are walking on streets of gold. What we value as worth, they are walking on heaven. <laughs> this is why the Bible says, I am the Lord your God. All the silver, all the gold is mine. Everything. Come look at the streets. People are walking on it. What you cherish the most, people are walking on it. Oh, hallelujah. Heaven is, you know, there's a guy called Robert Slierden. If you haven't heard about Robert Slierden, Robert Slierden, when he was eight years old, God took him to heaven as a child and showed him things. You have to read that story about how beautiful heaven is. My God. If you hear that and you're on earth, you will understand something. Nothing's too hard for my God. Nothing. 
is the heart of my God. Listen, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody. When the ravens stop from covering, the, it's not because the provision stopped. It's because God says, I have got something bigger for you. Something so big that the ravens can't carry it. I need reinforcements to bless you. And don't worry how it will come. That's not your business. Your business is to obey me. Behind the scenes, I have already commanded somebody. I have already prepared a way for you where there have seemed to be no way. Even if the newspaper's highlight says that there's no hope in the future, I promise you, my child, I have come so that you have, might have life and life in abundance. I have promised you to give you a hope and a future. My provision doesn't stop here. Get up. Get up. All right. Somebody here. This is not where you have to throw in the towel. This is where you have to fight. Fight and move forward. What do you want me to do, God? Get up and move. I have commanded a widow to take care of you. So the Bible says, so he went up and he saw the, he saw the widow. Elijah didn't say to the widow, hey, are you the widow? No, you're not the widow. Okay. Are you the widow I'm looking for? No, no. Are you the widow? No. He, he had an experience here. This is the woman. And he said, lady, can I ask you for a little bit of water? Imagine asking a stranger, can I have some water? Elijah has a plan. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So he said, can I have a little bit of water? Yes, no problem. She walks. He says, hang on. I want you to please bring me some bread. She turned to the prophet. She said, hang on now. Hang on now. Water is one thing. Water, I can, I can help you. But if you ask me for bread, get behind me, Satan. going to be fun because we've got a little bit of flour a little bit of oil my son and I are going to eat and die but Elijah I can just see the smile on his face hang on lady this is not going to be your last supper because Christ became your last supper <laughs> we're going to eat and die no you're not you're going to eat and eat and eat and eat and your vessels will rot, run empty because Jehovah Jireh is a place and it came to your house. Provision is here. Provision knocked on your door. Hallelujah! Have you noticed? The scripture says she did what was told. But the funny thing is she said to him, we've got a little bit of flour, a little bit of oil. Little in God's hands is much. God's not asking how much you have. God says, how much are you obedient? How much do you listen? Now, I always say this. I'm going to say this again. I sow everything that we have. We sow everything. I, there's nothing under the sun I have not yet sowed. Do you know why? Because the day will come where I'm going to need the ravens. Jesus says, what you sow, you will reap. If I need love, I know somewhere in the future I'm going to need love, so I love. I give favor. If you give people favor, favor will come to you. If any person comes to you, it doesn't matter how they look, how they smell, always give them favor. Treat each one exactly the same. You don't hear me. If somebody comes into your presence, make them feel like the most important person ever. When they speak to you, they must feel like I can accomplish anything. Come on, do you know why? Because somewhere along the line, you're going to need that raven to come. 
You're going to need, you're going to need that favor from that widow. And the Bible says you set yourself up when you sow. Because what you sow, you reap. And it's not just financial sowing. It's love. It's favor. It's grace. It's mercy. It's time. It's compassion. Whatever you sow, you reap. Say hallelujah. So the Bible says, hear the word of God. If you take care of me first. Why did he say that? It's not because, it's not because he was greedy. It's because he's teaching this woman, I'm going to teach you provision that you will have always. Keep God first. Keep God first. So the Bible says, Eliza said, I'm telling you right now, your, your vessels will not run empty. The flower will not stop. But, but I have a little bit, no, you don't hear the word of God. The provision, his name is not El Getby. It's not just, just. Just, just. We're just, just surviving. I rebuke that spirit of survival in the name of Jesus. You will not survive. You will thrive in Jesus' name. Come on, I, I want people to join in with me right now. Lift those hands and agree. I break that spirit off your life right now in the name of Jesus. That surviving mentality. I rebuke it. The Bible says, whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. I bind lack. I bind that spirit of lack right now in the name of Jesus. I declare the overflow, the abundance of God. God will prove himself mighty this week. He will prove himself mighty over your finances, mighty over your house, mighty over your situation in Jesus' name. Come on, I bind every lack right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus is not a respecter of man. If he do it for Elijah, he can do it for me. Do you believe that? If you believe it, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know what the Bible says? that She feared. Elijah said to her, do not fear. Do not fear. Fear cripples provision. Fear is a spirit. It's not a spirit of God. The Bible says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. Listen, I'm looking at, I'm looking at some people who's hungry for the word of God. Come on, I want to quickly prophesy that word of you. The Bible says the following. He says in the book of Isaiah, before you call, I will answer you. While you're still speaking, I will hear you. Nothing catches God by surprise. Who can sit in this place and be honest? There came a day in your life, you needed a breakthrough. You didn't know how it's going to happen. You didn't know. And somehow, God did it. Wave at me quickly. You've got no clue. Holy George, going to holy. You know that you, I've got no clue how I'm going to get out of this mess. Look me straight in the eyes. It's not your business. How God is going to do it. Your business is to believe in Him. To obey Him, even in turmoil. I prophesy this every week. I say this again. The reason why that job is still open is because of you. The reason why business is prospering is because of you. Because of the favor on your life. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Who hears those birds? I see a lot of people, oh Lord, bring breakthrough. Here comes a raven, drop meat, poof. Ah, Eliza said, thank you Jesus.
Why did I ask you who, who, who saw God move? Because I believe this is what the Lord said to me. The way you see him, the way you saw him move last month, the way you saw him move in that particular time that you were just agreeing on, is going to be a drop in the bucket for the ridiculous breakthroughs that's coming to your house. It's you, you. I don't want to whisper this. I want to stand on the mountaintops and shout it out. You ain't seen nothing yet. Your wildest dreams. God will place you beyond your wildest, 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 wildest dreams. Oh, I love the word of God. Don't you just love the word of God? I want to read you a passage here. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Glory. Come on, glory. 2 Corinthians, I want to quickly touch it. He says, therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudgingly obligation. I want to pause there for a second. Paul says, when I come to you, I don't want you to gather and get your finances ready. He says, you should make that ready during the week. You must come with a, with a knowing that this is what God wants me to sow. He says, and, and, and in actual fact, he says, he goes on, he says to this church, but if you give grudgingly, out of necessity, it means I have to give, please keep your money, don't give. As this widow lady had a lost. <laughs> she didn't give grudgingly, she gave because she loved. What you don't understand is the following. Elijah didn't persuade her to give. God commanded her. That's my advice though. Let's go on. Hallelujah. But as I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one of you give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly, not of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able, please say with me, God is able. To make all grace abound towards you. Hallelujah. That you... Tell your neighbor, you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he is dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now, may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberty, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgiving to God. While through the proof of this ministry. Did you know giving is a ministry? Oh, I've seen it too. Paul says this is a ministry. Giving is a ministry. Oh, Lord, send me to ministry. God starts with your pocket. <laughs> No, I'm talking to you about provision. That the Bible says that He will release such grace upon your life that you'll have no lack whatsoever. And by the way, I want to pause there. You know, the Bible says that those who work and ministers in the, in the temple must eat from the temple. Those who minister the gospel must live off the gospel. I just had to. I had to throw that in. Free of charge. Oh, the church wants money. Do you know what the, what's the saddest part? 
Oh, hulle vat al weer geld van die armes. Die dokters doen diezelfde. Lotto doen diezelfde. Prokureers doen diezelfde. Nou ben ik huis aan social media en sê, Oh, did you see? Those filthy doctors took off the poor. It's always the pastor. And I mean, now imagine this now. Here comes Elijah to this word of him. I want you to give me your last newspapers, head, head, headlines, bang. False prophet. Taking from the poor. Want to take a last meal. That's what the newspapers would have said. Come on, wave at me. If you've never been persecuted, don't say anything. Can I just tell you this? Never, ever, 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 ever take criticism from anybody that you won't take advice from. <laughs> if you won't take advice, don't take the criticism. Well, it's, con it's constructive criticism. Never take criticism from any person that has never constructed anything. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus was a poor fellow. Yes, he was so poor that when he died, they gambled over his clothing. He was so poor that they buried him in a rich man's tomb. Oh, but he walked. Now he had a donkey too. He came to earth, knew, he knew his destiny. He knew that he's going to, this is why he didn't buy a house. He didn't bought a house. Look at Peter's house. Go to Israel today. Look at Peter's house. Peter lived in a, as a rich man. As a rich man. He had a big house. He was rich. <laughs> I, I, I pray to God that your eyes will open up today. You know, God the Father loves us when we're stricken and we have nothing. That's a lie. God the Father loves to bless you. He loves it when you are blessed. Come on, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I'm speaking to people in this house. If Jesus had no money, why does the Bible say that when Judas stole off his money, the disciples didn't knew money was gone? If you have a 50 bucks in your wallet and somebody steals a 50 rand, you're going to know it's gone. But you've got a lot of money and somebody steals, steals a 50 bucks, you're not going to know it. Chappy money. Jesus knew it was gone because Jesus knew his heart. The disciples, there was so much. You don't have a treasurer. You know, if you don't have money. He had a treasurer. Woman came, ministered unto him with, with expensive stuff. When they said, hey, stop, let's sell it off to the poor. He knew Judas is lying. I don't want to sell it to the poor, you filthy man. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you about provision. Now, the Bible says they did this for many days. They ate and they drank for many days. The jaw didn't stop. God said to them, amen, next thing. So you see the next one in, 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 in 1 Kings 19, where the Bible says that here's Elijah sleeping under a tree, and here comes the angel. He kicks him a bit. Hey, what walker? And he stood up. The angel baked him a cake. Die man het koek gelijk. Lieve van. Burgers and cake. Speciality. When the, when the widow didn't supply anymore, the provision didn't stop. God changed the vehicle again. Please, hear me. Your provision has not ended. God is just changing the miracle. He's changing the vehicle that brings the miracle. And you know what the Bible says? This time, when the angel fed him once, it gave him such strength for 40 days. He went on without food for 40 days. 
imagine that cake. So lekker. Dat hou jy 40 dag. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I preach? The angel gave him cake to eat. Now he's eating. And so the whole 40 days that cake kept him going. When Elijah felt like he's getting hungry, you know what he did? Taste and see that the Lord is good. And then he woke up the next morning. Mm, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The whole, your whole section, lift your hands. Come, your whole section, yeah. Believe with me right now. In the name of Jesus, barrenness, poverty, I bind it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare to you in your house more than enough. You'll eat cake and that cake will keep you for many days. You'll taste and see that the Lord is good. Do you believe this here? Lift your hands with them. Lift your hands with them. Come on, what about you this side? You and that side. I declare to you in your house. No more delay in the name of Jesus Christ. We command the ravens to come and to seek you out in Jesus' name. Come on, I declare this right now, that the provision is not about to stop. The ravens will seek you out. God will use selfish people to bless you. God will use people with ulterior motives to come to your house and to bless you in Jesus' name. As in, in the name of Jesus, so it shall be done. And we command it right now. The Bible says that the Lord himself will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I want you to jump to your feet, close your eyes, lift your hands to heaven right now. The Bible says God himself will rebuke the devourer. I want to ask our band just to come and help me. I want to, are we going to go into something just now? Just, just, just watch me. You in the seats, keep your hands lifted, keep your eyes closed. Come on. The Bible says God himself will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. God himself, God himself, if you are a born again, spiritful person in this place. I'm speaking to you right now that no more delay. Delay is illegal in your house. You have to come before the Lord. You know Hebrews 1 verse 14 says that God's angels are ministering spirits to ministers unto the saints. In other words, if you need provision today, I want you to be specific with God. Come close your eyes quickly and hear me. Be specific with the Lord. You can tell the Lord if it's financially, you tell Him the exact amount that you need. Hear me now. Be specific with God. He's in the specifics. Then you say, Lord, according to your word in the book of Hebrews, I declare right now that you send out your angels, those ministering spirits, to bring forth this financial breakthrough that I need. Lord, I have no idea how you are going to do it. I've got no clue how you're going to do it. But it's not my business to know how you're going to do it. I believe, I believe with all of my heart that your arm is not too short to help. Your ear is not too far to hear. You promise in your word, it is written, before I even call, you will answer. While I still speak, you will hear. So according to your word, I declare your angels are going out today, right now, and turn around my situation. Lord, according to your word, you're not a respecter of man. I thank you in the name of Jesus. Make sure to download our Podbean. If you've been listening to our Podbean, we want to encourage you to become a patron of our Podbean. Support us to preach this gospel to the ends of the earth. We appreciate you.